winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Tonight, I'm Marcus. Thanks for joining me. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We're going to be joined soon by Carl Alves of PACA, president of PACA. We're going to talk about some things that are going on. And talk about a little bit about the feast tomorrow. Actually, Carl's going to be running the parking lot this weekend. Feast is a uh, big family tradition for me and Carl. We're cousins, by the way. People didn't know. And so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on at PACA, uh, the home group, which I think is a great initiative that he started with uh, City Council Shane Burgo. And um, a little bit about feast parking, which is important because we know you're going to be there. You're going to yell, oh, my God, I can't believe it's $20. And we'll let you know ahead of time that it is $20 for feast parking. We want to let you know why it's $20, too. And you'll probably still complain. That's okay. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. Uh, I would very much, I'm very much interested in that plane of 100 cats that landed. Is it 100 cats that landed in New Bedford? I can confirm that driving is too stressful for cats. I can confirm that. I had to drive my cat 20 minutes today and uh, you'd swear I'd be, I was waterboarding her the way she was reacting to it. No, she was in her carrier. She was she was safe. But she did not like being in the car very much. So, but I'm interested in that in that uh, in that van of twenty cats for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, Carlisle's a pack is going to be joining a uh, a pack is going to be joining us soon. He's going to be joining us in studio, which is always the you know the preferred the preferred listening experience if you can swing it we uh we always appreciate it ahead tomorrow again i wanted to remind you guys if you're just tuning in i've got rick trapillo candidate for uh the 10th bristol district i reached out to him and representative strauss uh to come on in separate interviews um but i've got rick trapillo tomorrow uh we're going to talk a lot about what happened in the tritown democratic candidate forum that happened uh last last night I thought, again, I thought there was some interesting and um, revelatory things that came out of that meeting, that that forum, I should say. The, the interview was, I mean, the, the forum was a long time, too. Like, their, I think their debate, we'll call it, was, was over an hour. There was definitely a lot of ground... Um, there was definitely a lot of ground covered, and so I'll ask, I'll be asking Rick from, from 8 to 9 tomorrow a lot about, like, what's happening 
uh, you know, how, with his campaign and why, you know, what, why he took the positions that he took. And uh, I'm interested to hear him um, explain that. And you can give him a call, you know, let him know whether you're not, so you support him or not. And ask him questions at 508-996-0500. It's a race I'm particularly be interested in because, you know, he this is my, it's running to be my state rep, right? And probably, and likely many of yours in the listening audience. I know we have a lot of listeners in the town Bristol District here. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. Yeah, the feast is tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. Again, I'm going to, you know, I'm working Friday, Saturday. I mean, fr- uh, Thursday, Friday. But, hmm. <laughs> um, but I'll be there during the day. Um, yeah, I'm really interested in that cat plane. What kind of cats came on the cat plane? I have a cat, if you didn't know. I have a Bengal cat, white Bengal cat. She's great. And so I, I I definitely would be interested in having another cat or maybe multiple other cats. You know, Howard Stern, I think, has had over like 700 cats come through his house. And he's had a really successful radio career. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's something I'm I'm missing. I need to have more cats. I need to have more cats. That's the key. That's the key to, to that's the key for 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 me to to accelerate my career in the radio is to get is to get more cats. I think I figured it out. <laughs> so, 508-996-05. How many guys any information on the cats? Where can I get a cat from that the cat plane? I'd be really interested in that. But, yeah, we're going to talk to Carlisle soon. We've got the the home group we're going to talk about. We've got PACA. The home group was really interesting. I went to the first meeting. I haven't been. I wasn't able to attend the second meeting because I was here talking to you guys, which is great. And, but, uh, you know, basically it's a coalition of a lot of leaders in housing and homelessness issues uh, that meet to try to figure out New Bedford's dire housing situation. I mean, one of the biggest issues, obviously, is the lack of stock. And um, it's one of the biggest issues, the lack of stock. And, um, <laughs> uh, you know, they've talked about ways to try to improve that. There are more houses. There's more housing coming online soon, but probably not enough. I'll tell you what. Carl's here. I'm going to go get him. Till then, enjoy this brief elevator music. <laughs> here of PACA. Hey, Carl. Hey. So, 
Carl's talking cats. Yeah, well, I was listening <laughs> and saying... I was filibustering until you got here. Where you? Know? Where you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where you? All right. Well, I, I like the cat conversation. It's you know, it's like prime time now. We can talk about those things. Right? Um, so uh, we're here with Carl Owls from PACA. Carl, can you talk uh, sure. briefly about what PACA yeah, is? Yeah, sure. Positive Action Against Chemical Addiction. Um, we are a uh, nonprofit that kind of focuses on helping people find a positive way of life. That might have struggled with addiction, that kind of stuff. So, um, what what type of initiatives are you guys working on over there? Well, we get a lot of things going on, but you know, quite frankly, the number one issue in our community is housing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, the, yes, there is an opioid crisis. Hundred thousand people were uh, died from overdose last year. Seventy thousand of them were um, directly related to fentanyl. Wow. Um, you know, nationally. Seventy percent of overdoses were fentanyl. Wow! Last year, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, no, it's significant, and it's a significant issue across the country. Not only New Bedford, um, we're seeing some changes in the way in the drug trade in our area, um, and a lot of it is because the the way it's coming over is coming in in pill form, okay. which is easier to hide, smaller yeah. compact. People have this uh, notion that, you know, if I take a pill, it's not as bad as, you know, powder in a bag, that kind of stuff. But it's, uh, it's the <laughs> it's same content, the same thing, all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's fentanyl. Um, yeah. But we're also seeing meth, which is n- something new. And it's also coming in a pill form. So um, folks that are experiencing, you know, experimenting, trying some different things, maybe at a party, somebody gives them a pill. Be careful. You don't know what you're taking. Right. We're speaking with Carl Alves, president of uh, of PACA. So you said the biggest issue is housing. Yes, it is. So uh, you started a group with uh, city council at large, Shane Virgo. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. A lot of them. There are a lot of people, not just the two of us, but uh, because, you know, we recognize that housing is a major issue, but there's... Uh, a lot of people that are concerned about this. It is called the Home Group. It is a um, non-governmental group. Uh, although Shane has his own committee out of the council and has been a, mm-hmm. a great partner and champion for this, um, this is more of a community-based effort. Yeah, and uh, we want to, <clears throat> you know, explore different options. We want to, you know, create opportunities. We want to celebrate the good things that are happening. I mean, there's there's a lot of different projects that have been proposed that are they're in the works that are really great. Uh, the mayor has raised the uh, level of money from about uh, two million to about eleven million, wow. over, over eleven million, uh, for for housing initi- initiatives through the ARPA money. And so we, you know, we applaud that. Uh, we still think that you know <laughs> we need more, but you know, you know, we take what we yeah, can get. Right. Um, you know, but the bottom line is, is that we are we're creating. You know, this new initiative creates about one hundred and fifty units. Uh, but it's estimated that we need somewhere between 2,000 and 2,500 units oh, to kind of manage uh, the demand. Literally 10 times more. It, well, yeah, right. But you got to yeah. start somewhere. But, I, I mean, I think part of after the the crash in 2008, uh, you know, through 2010, there really hasn't been a whole lot of development in this area. Yeah. Uh, it is a challenging political conversation. Yeah, um, certainly. Because, is. you know, but, you know, there's a lot of there's nimbyism. A lot of 
We're actually going to take a break, and we'll uh, we'll be right back. This is the South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. I'm here with Carl Alshapaka. Listen to us live. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris will be back Friday. I'm joined now by Carl Alves of PACA, Positive Action Against Chemical Addiction. So we were talking about the home group. Uh, you had your meeting. Uh, you had a, you, I was at the first meeting. Couldn't make the second meeting. Then you started your show. And then I started my show. Started exactly. Show, which is great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kudos. And, uh, Thank you. you. Know, <laughs> it's, it's great to have you local on the air at night. That's awesome. I appreciate it, and I really like it, too. I know a lot of people have the 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 response has been overwhelmingly positive, except for um, we did get a message last night, or I mean yesterday morning at 5.04 in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I very much dislike South Coast tonight and saying Chris and I interrupt each other too much, and it's mumbo-jumbo. Oh. Yeah. Oh. See, well, he, he must have slept on it and woke up at 5 o'clock. Curse to give you. you. That <laughs> so you're there. That's it. Well, that's great. But I'm no, glad I, you I, like I, it. I, you know, I'm I, you know, really happy for so, uh So you're... Well, so yeah, so, I mean, essentially, the, the home group is really a, a collection of a variety of different kinds of folks, folks that are developers, investors, but also community folks, neighborhood mm-hmm. leaders, nonprofit leaders, um, folks that are interested in the future of housing in our area. And uh, we're brainstorming different ideas on how we can kind of uh, create more opportunity, more yeah. options for people. Uh, hence the name. It's uh, Housing Options for Momentum and Equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we recognize that, you know, all... The, the the rising tide is not necessarily lifting all boats, yeah. and and so there needs to be some equity there. However, um, we need to embrace the good things that are happening. It, it's not a zero sum game. Uh, we're in this together, and we need all kinds of uh, all perspectives in terms of options. And so uh, that's what this is about. We're very fortunate to uh, be working with uh, uh, Senator Keating. I'm sorry, give him a. a Someday, Motion, maybe. Representative. Someday, uh, maybe. Uh, um, uh, office, and, and they were able to get HUD, who will be doing an informal meeting with us at our next meeting uh, really? on September 14th. That's fantastic. Yeah, actually. it is. It really is. Because if you think about some of the, the Biden administration has, uh, you know, um, put forth some uh, ideas and uh, proposals for various new programs to kind of promote home ownership, local mm-hmm. investment, those kinds of things. And that's what we really want to you know, promote. We don't want out-of-towners buying all our property, yeah. taking the equity with them, and then not improving anything here. And that's what's been happening. Yeah, when I was running a uh, city council campaign like five years ago, and this was five years ago, that was one of the more salient issues is mm-hmm. absentee landlords, right? And in fact, actually, I remember when I was doing a development myself, uh, a project, a flip, uh, someone asked if we were going to be an absentee landlord. I'm like, no, well, I'm selling it. So someone else, someone else might be, but not me. Mm. And um, and uh, I just think that's great that you guys are, are getting in front of uh, getting in front of HUD. What do you think are some of the things you're going to ask them to do? Well, you know, obviously, creating new funding mechanisms uh, are are really important because we're mm-hmm. seeing interest rates going. It's more and more difficult for people to qualify yeah. uh, to, to purchase. The prices of housing is so astronomical. It's difficult for young people to kind of own a home. 
Yeah. So we need to find some new workarounds, some alternative solutions, uh, and that. But if you look at the aging of our community, mm-hmm. um, older folks are having they're not able to keep their homes, you know, anymore. Right. And so what happens? Uh, you know, they'll go to an assisted living uh, center of some sort and pay five thousand dollars a month, and any equity that they have is gone, right, you know, right out the door. Um, so I mean, we need better solutions. It's yeah. and it's no one organization or entity's responsibility to do that, you know, to address it, but it is society's. And so through collective, um, you know, collaborative reasoning and partnerships and, 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 and experimentation, yeah. I, hopefully we'll be able to kind of, you know, the next 10 years will look a lot different than the last 10. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, uh, I keep talking about this, but Josh Amaral from, mm-hmm. from Pace, uh, he'd written an op-ed in the New Bedford Light that basically said the population in New Bedford increased by 6,000, but the housing stock decreased by 2,000. So that says a lot about the development in the – like how do houses right. get lost, right? I guess I could, it knocks them down, um, and then they don't they don't rebuild enough units to make up for it. But do you – you said that you're moving in a positive direction. There's 250 units that are going to come online sometime. yep. 150? 150, that's what the 11 will pay for. Oh, okay. The, the 11 million. Yes, will pay for about 150 units. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, get the calculator out. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah. So, so essentially what you're saying is this issue is really the amount of resources that you're going to need to adequately solve this is going to be what amounts to about a quarter of the city's total budget. Not saying that they're spending the money, That's right. but it's about a quarter well, of the city's yeah, I mean, total budget. It, you know, it's certainly it's billions of dollars when you think about it. But yeah. uh, if we've got, you know, our population has grown a mm-hmm. great deal. We're over 95,000 or whatever it is now. And yeah. there, there are like over 100, and half of those folks are uh, above the median income. So they're in a position where they can... You know, purchase homes and do that kind of stuff. My my big concern from where I come from, uh, the folks that are under that seventy six thousand dollar mark for household income, yeah. and and unfortunately we have a large percentage of our population here. So I, I we need a bunch of different kinds of solutions. There's not one fix uh, that we have to do, and it has to be sustained. We don't need billions of dollars tomorrow. Right. We do need to have that momentum and plan so that we can continue this into the future. And then you overlay the effects of climate change and what are we doing in terms of, yeah. you know, all of that. It's been really I mean, hot. Yeah, I mean, it's complex, but it's doable if we do it together. So um, very optimistic. And I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, you know. um, but, uh, okay, so. I mean, you're going to need, I mean, obviously, governmental partners. You're meeting with HUD. Congressman Keating yep. was, was great to put that together sure. for you guys. Uh, people on Beacon Hill, I know, have been a part of this as well. Um, what about, uh, what do you think New Bedford needs to do to make themselves habitable for developers to build properties? Well, you know, I mean, and we had some conversation about this at, at our meeting. Uh, we need to look at the permitting process. 
Uh, people need to understand what the expectations are. Uh, but there also needs to be some input from the community to the folks that are making policy to kind of say, hey, we need to explore. We need to change some of our existing policies because they're not working anymore. Right. Things evolve, things change. So we need to, you know, have conversations with zoning, uh, the, you know, with the powers of be to kind of say, what can we do to kind of improve situations? There's a lot of empty lots in the community. Mm-hmm. Too small, not buildable. Why? Because it's zoning law. Perhaps there are some alternatives that we could do. Create smaller housing. What about all the tenements? If we could create a mechanism that allowed for home ownership so that families could own their part of a tenement and do that in a in an effective way, then they can participate in equity, which would allow them to move forward. Right. If we if we do the same kinds of things and support seniors that own their own homes and uh, find a way for them to live comfortably yeah. outside of that home, but use that house to support a a, a lower income first time home buyer, hey, you know that those are the kinds of things and momentum that we need to build in order to get to the big numbers. We're not how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? That's what this is about. <laughs> yeah, um, we're speaking with uh, Carl Alves, president of PACA, and we're also taking your calls at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Are you ready for a call? Sure. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Good evening, Mister Alves. I met you today. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. John. Hey, John, what's happening? Not much. We talked a little bit about housing today. Yes, we did. And hopefully down the road we can talk to those people, or you can talk to those people, and um, maybe we can get some improvements done in New Bedford. Well, you know, I mean, it's uh, there are challenges in every neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, our goal is to create um, conversations with folks, um, so that we can kind of better understand ourselves, understand the challenges that we all face, the things that you brought forward tonight. Um, you know, I'm sure you're not the only person kind of struggling with these things. Uh, I wish I had the power to kind of be able to solve all these problems, but I don't. Uh, but no, what I am trying to do is create uh, that conversation and uh, so that we can identify when people are um, in conflict or people that are, uh, are struggling with different issues that um, we can resolve them to the best of our ability. But sometimes <laughs> that's easier said than done. Yeah, definitely. But um, I just I couldn't believe it. I met this guy today. In fact, I said Donald Trump in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> What kind of meeting well, was yeah, right, right. well, the 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 thing is, is that you know everybody's got their own up. You know, this is that's the beauty of this country. You get it's a it's a free country. You can choose to support who you want. Um, that particular really meeting was appropriate, but uh, but you know, hey, it's 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 all good. But I mean, the, the issues that you brought forward and and the group that we had there. Um, I think was we had some good conversation. It's a public meeting. It was not a public meeting. Oh, okay. It was a, it, was right. a, it was a it was a private meeting. Okay. Okay, I'm going to let you guys go, but I look forward to seeing you again, Kyle. All right. Definitely. And you and, too. Um, I'll be back out on WBSM talking about Donald Trump, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Thanks Have for the call. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. We're speaking with Carlisle's president of PACA. If you just met him today, give him give us a call. 508 <laughs> uh, yeah. um, So what are you expecting from... Um, 
What else? Are, so you said the mayor has uh, decided to add more money about yeah, we're about very eight million, for that. Yeah. nine million more dollars to the yeah. to the to the ARPA allocation right mm-hmm. for that. Um, is there anything else that you've asked of of Mayor Mitchell? No, no, we we really haven't because we're really not trying to pinpoint any individual. We're a non-governmental uh, organization. We just want to try to identify uh, identify. Issues. We recognize that the supply available of housing in our region is insufficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means a lot of different things from luxury housing to supportive housing and everything in between. Um, and we recognize that if we are able to invest in our seniors and give them ad- additional places to, to live, then you know that's going to free up other housing for others, and then we can we can create it. We're not going to do this overnight, or you know, with a uh, snap of fingers. Uh, but over time, what we want to do is continue the conversation, be data driven in our our work, so that we're seeing things as they are, not necessarily as we wish them to be, or you know, paint them to be. Right. But we we want to be able to agree and trust the information that we're talking about because that the, the whole trust issue. Uh, and transparency is really important. And so, you know, the mayor's office certainly is doing a lot of work to try to improve things. Uh, yeah. But it, it can't just fall on them. Of course we, not. Uh, the community needs to stand behind. And we need to educate. We need to communicate. We need to uh, co- collectively problem solve. Who are some of the partners on Beacon Hill, the state legislature, that you've been that have been active in this uh, in this initiative? Well, you know, Chris Hendricks has always been a... a uh, uh, great supporter. Tony Cabral's office has been part of it since yeah. the beginning. Uh, we're very fortunate to have uh, legislators uh, that are, uh, you know, in tune. Um, you know, Chris Markey is is one of the most um, poignant, you know, speeches on the the power of owning a home yeah. and how that impacts a person's ability to kind of fund education, yeah. those kinds of things. I mean, you know, he gets it. Yeah. Um, and so we're very fortunate to have that. Um, and so, you know, I think there is some legislation, but unfortunately, you know, I, I think time ran out on the housing thing, which was really <laughs> a bummer. Oh, uh, shucks. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I know. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, who knows? The money might not be there by the time they get back, but... Uh, yeah. that, that was a little disappointing. But, you know, I mean, fortunately, there have been a lot of great, um, you know, movements forward. Montigny has been a real advocate. And, yeah. you know, and there's been a lot of good things that have been put in there. I'm not dis- disparaging. I just was hoping for that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. That's on a few people uh, that, um... oh, whoops. <laughs> you know. Whoops! We're well, out of then, time. You know they're gone for five months, and you, uh, you know. look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. we're uh, we got to go campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, now they're off till basically January. There, I guess there's some technical way they can do votes and stuff like that, but it's it's frankly, I'm still having a hard time. Um, still having a hard time understanding it. But that's and, part of it. If you're having a tough one, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, God bless the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, Tony Cabral, Chris Hendricks are, are great guys and great partners in this. And, and uh, I mean, uh, Senator Montigny as well. So we're speaking with Carl Alves of PACA and of uh, of the of the home group. Um, Carl, I'm going to I want to shift the conversation to a little bit something a little bit lighter um, <laughs> at, after the break. 
But I do want to say this, actually, before we take the break, is that housing is really the foundational issue for all of our economic inequality. I think that's mm. – is that correct to say? I, I would, I, that would be my agreement. As someone who's a who worked as a criminal defense attorney for a few years, I um, – I saw I had a great many of clients that were homeless and their homelessness had led to and their lack of stability had led to a lot of decisions that winded that ended had them end up back in the house of correction. Actually, to even to even go so far as I had a client who threw a brick through a window to get back. And he had actually just gotten out of prison, mm. but he threw he had just gotten out of prison because. In November, he threw a brick through a window so he could get six months, right? Mm. So he could get out in time for it because he was cold. And he admitted that to me, that he was cold, and so he threw a brick through a window. And it's, right, it happens all the time. I've I've had people say I'm more comfortable in in, in the house of correction because I have a home and and meals, and that's all provided for me. So um, there is, I mean, you're obviously, there's students that are in New that are in New Bedford, mm-hmm. the New Bedford public school system that are housing insecure, and as as much improvement, over a thousand, this right? Year. Over yeah. a thousand, and as much improvement as, as as they have made over the last decade, they're still lagging behind because of the, like you said, over a thousand students mm-hmm. that are that are housing insecure in the uh, in the new in the New Bedford school system. So housing is very much the foundational, uh, I think, the foundational component of an equitable society is. People people's access to housing and it's it's not just an issue of homelessness it's an issue of public safety it's an mm-hmm. issue of education everything stems and economy and the economy right it, 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 people can't afford to live here they're not going to be here and who's going to work in your stores right yeah exactly so 508-996-0500 we're gonna take a break and we will uh be right back this is marcus farrow and carl alves this is south coast tonight on wbsm New Bedford's News Talk Station. I am Marcus. Chris is out. He'll be back Friday when we interview the candidates for um, <laughs> state auditor. <laughs> uh, funny. So uh, when we interview the candidates for state auditor and. Um, but Carl, we talked about some. Really, like real serious stuff, sure. housing, um, addiction, and that's all important. And we appreciate your work on that. But you're also this weekend volunteering your time for the feast. Amen. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Well, you know, it, it's a feast that's been around since 1915. Yeah. Uh, we've been on hiatus for two years. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of pent-up energy. Uh, but the purpose of the feast, and, you know, the mantra is help us help others. So you got a bunch of Madarins, you know, folks, Madarin families, individuals, friends, and relatives who are coming together this weekend to throw uh, the city's biggest party um, and celebrate our heritage and have some fun. And raise money to support a bunch of charities, locally, scholarships, folkloric museum, those kinds of things. Uh, It's a, you know, it's a once a year kind of event. uh, And we're all pulling together. So um, you in particular are 
So Carl and I are related. We're cousins. We uh, are part of a family that has a longstanding tradition, at the, uh, uh, longstanding foothold, mm-hmm. I'll say, on the feast. Actually, go to the Museum of Madeira and Heritage. You can see, you know, our parents and grandparents That's that are right. on the um, that are that are on the on display. There's pictures, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, you're running the parking lot. And there are people. I'll be there. You know, I'm yes. working yes. tomorrow and, and Friday, but I'll, I'll I'll be there this weekend. Uh, you're you're trying to. It's difficult because yes. it's twenty bucks ahead, and a lot of people complain about the price. But why is it twenty bucks ahead? Well, because it's meant to support uh, the charities that we're doing. Yeah, uh, nobody there is being paid for the work that they're doing. Uh, we're very uh, fortunate to have the support of um, Joe Adam, Mitsubishi, uh, for get, lending us their lot. And all the proceeds that we get from that um, will go to support uh, Feast Charities and uh, that sort of thing. So that's why we do it. Um, last year, I think they gave about uh, $50. $1,000 scholarships uh, mm-hmm. to a wide variety of different folks uh, and, and support a bunch of charities um, locally. Can you tell the story about when Jeff Deal came to the uh, Feast parking lot? <laughs> I thought we were going to keep it positive. Nope. <laughs> well, it's positive because he's going to lose. Oh, so okay. It, All right. But, yeah, well, then, but let's, let's... Yeah, no, I, I was really disappointed. Came in this big bus... Yep. You know, that's right. when he's running for Senate, by that's the way. That's right. You know, I mean, everybody else is, is paying the 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it was a bus that was going to take three or four spaces. All right, we'll let you in for 20 bucks. He refused to do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's, well, you know, was, there's plenty was, of free it, parking on the streets of New Bedford. It was you might 40, have to walk a mile. It was but. an extra 20 bucks that he refused to pay, right? We we said. Well, did we get the, the original 20? Get the original 20, and he owed he another did. 20. Oh, okay. Because we said two spaces. You're gonna That's take. Right. Oh, you're gonna take up bus. two space. Yes. Right. You're gonna take up two spaces. A space is worth twenty dollars. Right. So you got to pay forty bucks. Now you're running a Senate campaign. You got the money, right? He said he saved the taxpayers on that bus. I remember it says save the taxpayers one billion dollars or something like that. And it's like, well, why don't you take some of that money? I don't know. <laughs> and pay us. It's for charity. That's right. And I remember that's when he he peeled off a twenty. And uh, and then didn't pay the other twenty, and it was it seemed it was like the a, other twenty. Huh? It seemed like a weird hill to die on that he would, and this is why he's going to lose because this is the way he acts. But uh, we'll see if other statewide candidates come here, and if they have a big bus. If they pay the extra twenty bucks, I think if they, they will. do, we're going to give them a special spot so there'll be great visibility. Yeah. If they don't, well, then they'll park in the back. Yeah, they'll also park in the in back. The back. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of power we, you know, yeah. yield in the parking lot. But you know, it's funny because the parking lot is located on Belleville Avenue. Mm-hmm. It does cost twenty bucks, but if you recognize that, hey, you know, it is a supervised lot. Although mm-hmm. we don't guarantee, you know, we do not. <laughs> we don't. It says it on the ticket. However, you know that the money that uh, you're you're putting towards uh, will support, you know, a lot of good things. And yeah. it's not just a. It's Typically, we have a, we have a police officer detail there. Yeah, it's there. Uh, they're there around the clock. But 
We spend a lot of time. I mean, because, you know, my heart does go out to the neighbors. Yeah. Anybody listening around there, my heart does go to the neighbors that are around there. Because for the, those four days of the feast, and even a little bit beyond that, because, you know, you get the poles and all that stuff. Yeah. It is a burden on that, that neighbor. And we're sure. very grateful uh, for the, the, the community that's around the feast grounds. Uh, and we want to support that. Alma Del Mar, great school. They allow us to uh, continue to do the uh, carnival on their grounds, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we support their efforts. So, uh, you know, it really is a, it's about community coming together, uh, trying to support one another. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and really every night that lot fills up too. <laughs> It really does. As does. much as like you want to, if you want to complain about the twenty dollars, that lot's going to fill up. So that's, that's right. really where you want to come early, say hi. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a good spot, and uh, we have a good time. We get people like Lou Texera, who's, who's been with us for a long time, yeah. and you know, Christian is really kind of my son. Christian is really kind of embraced it. So good. So so yeah. So he's going to be pass the of, torch. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to. Try to do a little bit of that because how? Just to explain the story of, of kind of how this like came to be. <laughs> every every six years you get to serve in the feast, right? And so you served, and you started basically the parking lot thing. That was your thing. And when you serve, you're supposed to basically recruit volunteers. You get assigned to a, a specific stand or a specific area, mm-hmm. like entertainment or something like that, and you're supposed to recruit your own brigade of volunteers. And so you started with the the parking lot. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished around here. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then I, a couple of years later, served in uh, 2015, right? It was my first time serving. And they said, Marcus, you're going to be in the parking lot. Parking lot. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a burden. That, yeah. You know, right. That, they, that we can blame it on uh, Gilly, Gilly Farrow. Yeah. Because he's the one that, that nominated me to be part of this thing. Yes. So it's his <laughs> yeah. fault. So we can and, blame it on him. And so, and so I. So yeah, we did that. You and me, my dad was there for the whole weekend. We we recruited volunteers. We got a bunch of people from our family to go out there and run the lot. And that just, it just be kind of became our thing. Like it it, it just became our, it's not glamorous, but it's not glamorous, but it makes money. It does for a good cause. And uh, it provides really a good service for the feast. Well, it's especially the best. for out of town folks that don't know all the nooks and crannies. Yes, and it, you know, don't, you know, want to have you might some well. supervision. Uh, it's a great option if you get yeah. a nice car. You want to kind of keep it, uh, you know, off the streets. This is it, it's a great thing, and it does fill out. It's a good cause. Uh, it's a great way to help. What are you most excited for for the feast besides the parking lot? Besides the parking lot, I'm glad you clarified <laughs> Besides that. Besides yeah. the parking lot, <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm most excited about my my son and daughter who are kind of you know jumping in and and you know the camaraderie that we have. But you know, I you know I love the music, I love the energy. We've got I've got so many friends that love going down there, just out of tradition, having some fun, maybe a little Madeira wine, uh, that sort of thing. This year, we're actually from an agency standpoint, uh, we are going to be giving away. We've got a booth up up at the top of the hill where we'll be giving away um, uh, COVID tests. So if you're interested cool. in some home COVID tests, some free ones, uh, come check us out, booth 11 and 12, uh, and, and a lot of different things. Because, I mean, hey, uh, this, this is a great opportunity to build community, share information, and uh, celebrate one another. 
Carl, thanks for joining me today. Hey, really appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to the feast this weekend, and I appreciate your efforts to try to make this community better. Thank you. You too. 1420 is how you get in the program. The last hour, that was Carl Alves from PACA and the Home Group. I uh, appreciate him coming in again. appreciate the work that he does to try to make this community better. And uh, go to the feast and park in the uh, the, par- the feast parking lot. It's $20, but it's for a good cause, and it's the best parking spot you're going to get. So 508-996-0500. I want to talk about the Dartmouth cell phone, uh, this high school cell phone rule that came down, and a few other things. And open phone lines, we can talk about whatever you want. So give us a call or message us on the app chat.